Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, everyone. I just want to take a small intro here before we start the episode to point you over to gdux.me. That's gdux.me. We have finally released the teaser announcement trailer. It's short but sweet. So if you want to check it out, go for it in the link description of this episode. This is happening in June 1st to June 3rd, and it's super exciting. So follow us on Twitter at GDUXME, G-D-U-X-M-E, or go to the website itself and find out more info about it. We are about a week away from announcing amazing presenters. Also, in addition to presenters, we have amazing games to show off as well. So go over there to GDUX.ME, and I hope to see you guys at the conference. It is standing for... Game Dev Unchained Expo. So this is made for you guys. You guys are the original fans of the podcast. So I would love to kind of see you guys there at the show itself because it was made as an extension to celebrate you guys. So looking forward to seeing you there. What's up, everybody? This is Game Dev Unchained, the number one game development podcast about game development and the lifestyle thereof. This is, of course, if you've seen the title, is a very special episode every month. It is a roundtable of news. Uh, this is kind of like a, a tag team roundtable. It's just me and Ray this time. But it's just going to be equally as fun. And Ray, if you hear his laughter in the background, I'm going to cue him in right now. How you doing, Ray? Hey, what's up, Brandon? How you doing? Doing good, man. So let's kind of start this off in the right way. It's been about a month since we talked about, or actually caught up, right? So it's been another month of COVID. Kind of want to hear your thoughts and updates within your own network, uh, you know, personally, professionally, everything. Just to give people out there a little preview of what your life is all about right now. You know, it's the same as it's been since we started, right? So I'm just working from home. Uh, I'm in my office, like, pretty much all all day, you know, from anywhere from 6, 6 in the morning or 7 in the morning until 5 or 6 at night. Um, you know, take a couple of breaks for lunch and whatnot, but that's that's it, you know. And then on the weekends, uh, staying home, although I go out sometimes, you know, to go get things if I need them, but otherwise, you know, it's, it's the same, it's the same. It's been, you know, how are you hearing from uh, companies? I mean, we know, all know you're, you're very connected, right? We were kind of laughing at the horror show that most companies are going through kind of, well, I mean the poor it departments being crossed with wires essentially. <laughs> yeah, would love to kind of yeah. hear your thoughts. Uh, has things uh, have things kind of plateau gotten better? 
Yeah, from what I'm hearing, people are, are working. They have some sort of setups going on. You know, of course, for some people, it's not ideal. But it's, it's, uh, it's you know, yeah, it feels like everybody was scrambling in the beginning. And now people are actually working, right? But it's still, I think, um, people are more being more impacted by having, like, kids at home and, and having the balance, you know, managing their children and working from home. And that, that's been a struggle for people, for sure. Yeah, I think I'm pretty much in the same boat. I've been hearing uh, things are at least uh, up and running. And that whole challenge of uh, that a lot of even experienced remote workers are not used to having just having their own office space and partitioning that. Uh, I think it was a good two months before I I situated in my situation without all that mess. And uh, a lot of people are kind of just battling it at the same time, which is. (laughs) <laughs> frustrating and scary and especially not having any breaks from each other either you're kind of stuck in that home with yep. four or five people in a family uh, yep. it's a definitely a uh, different element to it for sure i think on, on the bright side though i'm finding a lot of time to play uh games yeah you know so i'm actually i actually have more time to play games and I'm, I'm watching movies i'm watching things that i would otherwise be too busy to do in a lot of other situations. Um, so that's, for me, that's pretty good because I'm actually, like, I'm, I'm not much for going out already anyway. So um, so being able to stay home and just catch up on all of that stuff has it, been pretty good for me. Well, you're kind of laughing. Well, I'm laughing at that because I've seen your Facebook updates with your nice restaurants that you go out every every day <laughs> having those nice fancy dinners. So even taking those away, man, how you've been coping with that? Like you're you're essentially at home all the time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but I, I cook. I cook, right? So like I'm enjoying um, having more time to cook, uh, or more need to cook at home. Um, still order out sometimes. We did order in a fancy dinner, like in, so they just delivered a fancy dinner to your doorstep, like some restaurant. Um, so that was kind of cool because um, it does get kind of old, like cooking for yourself. Love yeah. breakfast, lunch, and dinner yeah. um, every single day. But like, no, but it's been it's been all right, you know. Like, of course, yeah. When is when this is all lifted, I'm probably the first thing I'm going to do is probably go to one of my favorite restaurants and just oh yeah eat. Uh, but like, but right now it's 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 okay. It's okay. Right now, and I I would say like the immediate step of eating out would be like dining in hell. It, it's very uh, <laughs> yeah. I gotta give a couple of months. <laughs> For the first survivors to kind of test the waters, not, but, not, or even now, man, like just if, put your just put your mask on, just put your mask on, go go out for dinner, and then like pull the mask down and eat, and then <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right when I pull the mask down, that's when COVID sneaks in, dude. Uh, it's yeah. gonna be different, man. It's gonna be different. Like even right now, uh, we're cooking all the time at home, and the one time, mm-hmm. a few times that I cracked, kind of order out to kind of give ourselves a break. I made the mistake of going to In-N-Out to grab it and just going through that drive through and looking through the window and seeing how they were managing the food. Right? <laughs> I was like, to me, in my mind, you know, In-N-Out, if In-N-Out can't figure this out and do it the right way, nobody can. And they were just open face. Some, was, some were gloveless. I was like, oh, my God. As time passes, this is just I'm, I'm threatening myself. And that was it. That was like about a month and a half ago. Just been avoiding eating out yeah. altogether. 
So it's a very. I know that we should support you know all the restaurants around, but yeah. I don't know, man. At uh, this rate, I don't well, want to. I don't want to die for this. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, well, I don't think In and Out's gonna be struggling if you don't eat eat from right. there um, right. over the next couple of months. Uh, the more smaller mom and pop places that really you know need the support, I guess, right now. Um, yeah. Yeah, my feelings with mom and pop shop is that. If you're waiting for until the end of summer that everything's going to be completely back to normal, you might as well cut your losses and <laughs> and just go home, man. Because it, it's at first I was optimistic, thinking that end of summer, right? But now I'm really mm-hmm. thinking this is 2020, man, and even into the early of next year um, before it really I goes still, back to I'm normal. still a little, no, I'm still hopeful that um, at least mm-hmm. all the stay at home orders will get lifted at least maybe in june or july hopefully you know what i mean um but like i know i know some places i know my my job um you know we have a plan for gradual return to office right so even after all that stuff gets lifted um it's probably going to be another one or two months after that before the office is back to normal um you know what i mean so so for me it's like yeah working from home it's going to be like this for a while for me, right? Regardless of what happens with the stay-at-home orders or whatever. Is there a segmentation or at least a pattern that you're seeing with who they're letting back in the office first? Like the sacrificial lambs, like the, the marketing department, and then, <laughs> and then well, the engineering no, is be... the last group. <laughs> Just to make no, sure the water is <laughs> safe. No, man, it's going to be the people that absolutely need like that do their jobs better and are more efficient back in the office. You know what I mean? And, uh, and then like, if, if you don't have to be in the office, like stay home basically. Right. And, uh, and then we'll get to the point of, okay, now everybody's back in the office. Now that we know there's a massive COVID outbreak in the office. Right. And, and yeah. we know that it's safe. Right. Um, but you know, there's some folks that are like just dying to get back to the office or that, that they are just way more efficient when they're back in the office. And, uh, and giving those folks, like, when everything gets lifted, an opportunity to get back to the office in a controlled environment, um, it's going to be cool. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, there is a good percentage of parents that I think at first I see it like a black and white situation. It's like the parents that are really loving their kids are loving this right now. And the parents who are <laughs> seeing work as an escape is ready <laughs> this moment right now and it's it's very I, I think it's very real to kind of accept that i mean there is a need for a break um and, and be selfish <laughs> i'm speaking know. on I, behalf of my I, friends right now <laughs> not myself I, yeah I, I don't yeah exactly I, I don't know if i've heard that from people with kids i've heard more just the the pain of, of the homeschooling situation oh yeah you know what that's I mean? it like right like yeah. I, I i hear a ton of complaints about that um, more than more than straight up complaints about just the kids in general, you know. Yeah. Um, everybody seems to be enjoying the presence of their kids. I don't know about you, Brandon, uh, but <laughs> I love my kids. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> that's why I shut the door when I'm working. I love them so much. Yeah, you're like I love the, I love my kids when I'm when I'm not at the office when I'm not home. I love them. <laughs> no, but uh, but yeah, yeah. So people are more dealing with that those issues, I think, uh, more so yeah. than just the kids running around the place yeah i think if anything 
you know, hunkering down and just really just accepting this is the year 2020 for everybody um, would be the healthiest path forward for sure. Yeah. I mean, that's just the way it is. I don't, I don't really think the kids are going to be back in September, to be honest. Like there's no way. How, how can they? It's too early. Too early. Well, I mean, let's talk about uh, what's not too early. All right. Let's go ahead and go into the next topic or the first topic of today of the roundtable news. And yeah. again, uh, I just want to reiterate that these are opinions that only reflects upon ourselves and not of our companies. Right? I'm a lot safer than Ray over there, but I just want to reiterate that. So let's go into it. Why Magic Leap is scamming everybody. All right. <laughs> so I'm going to go over oh, here God. and then switch my camera uh, to, to this news article that we've been checking out here. Uh, so like the last time we talked, actually, it's funny how these roundtable news are, are tying into each other. <laughs> Uh, because it just takes about a month for things to kind of show its ugly colors, right? So Magic Leap, the last time, uh, kind of as a warning signal, a fire or where there is uh, a fire, there's smoke, right? Or there is when there's smoke, there's a fire. There's fire. They were asking ten million, uh, ten billion dollars. Um, that's kind of like a prayer, <laughs> hail Mary, that nobody bid on. And then shortly after, they found out that no one's really liking them as much. They basically laid off, uh, I think, a good portion of their staff. Um, it's like a thousand. It's like a thousand people or something like that. They laid off. Yeah, I didn't realize they were that big of a company to even start with. Um, Dude, they're yeah. they're enormous, enormous man. Australia, Florida offices in San Francisco, enormous company. Yeah. Well, I'm always impressed with these companies um, being able to build these hype trains. Uh, it's funny how these companies are all in your yeah. area, man, the Bay. They seem to be able to kind of <laughs> hoard all this investor <laughs> money and have nothing to show. Well, for that's where trade. the investors are. And that's where all those like Kleiner Perkins and all those all those dudes are in um, are in the Bay Area. But um, like at the end of the day, right? I think I, I mess with Magic Leap, right? I, I tried it. I thought it was cool, right? Um, I didn't think it was like $3,000 cool, right? And that's really what it all boils down to is that unlike VR, um, they, they were able to get it. They weren't able to get the price down to something reasonable for that. So people on the streets would just be like, yeah, give me that, right? And, uh, and, and with all of these things, the other thing I say about all these things is content sells, right? Content actually will sell the box, right? And I didn't see any content that would really sell sell that right to to the mass market, especially at two at two thousand three thousand dollar price point, right? And then they realized that too, and they realized they couldn't, or at least they currently were struggling with getting the price down yeah. to a consumer level, and so they're like, okay, let's just go with enterprise, right? And if you're going to go with only enterprise, all of the things that are related to consumers. Well, that, well, that's that's done, right? Mm-hmm. Um, gaming, gaming, the gaming applications and all that kind of stuff. Just well, you don't need to do that anymore, right? Yeah. Um, it's and it's it's sad for the people that are working there, um, you know, because just overnight jobs jobs are gone, especially during this time. Uh, getting laid off during uh, the COVID stuff is like probably a horrible situation. Um, but like, yeah, like. I don't know about no. I wouldn't. I wouldn't use such strong language as scamming and all that kind of stuff because you know investors are going to invest in the promise. You know what I mean? And and actually had a promise, 
and when you when you mess around with it you're like oh yeah this is promising right but uh it just you know like money money dries up nobody's investing everybody's like okay well how's this gonna be how are you gonna scale this how are you gonna sell this and i think they could still be a viable business just doing enterprise right because it could be applicable in that space uh for like architecture or for you know training or surgeries or whatever right um it's just not a consumer device right now so that's yeah. that's well, basically that's basically the story right well as you were saying that like you know they they had great promise i i wish i went back to college and redid it and majored in promises because it feels like <laughs> the wrong business Dude, uh, it takes a lot of effort it takes a lot of effort to make effort. something that could convince people to give you billions of dollars you know what i mean oh, yeah. and uh it's a skill the size set. of the company it was, it was obvious right that don't get me wrong, all man. those people yeah man. it reminds me a lot Dude, of what Theranos was about <laughs> yeah it's not even as bad as Theranos, right it's not as bad did, because they had a product they actually did so yeah, yeah. they shipped something that worked <laughs> right but uh, so i want to ask you this right from from the time you demoed, and it, it feels like even the article I was pulling up and reading through, um, there was a lot of smoke and mirror. Like even the press and everybody, even the consumer market, was kind of like at arm's length. It's like, all right, all right, I see where it can go, right? But like, let's just see yeah. where you guys actually, how close you actually get to it. But like, how far away, if you were to guess, how many more years would it have taken them without any all these financial troubles and the pandemic? To get to where they were saying that this technology will be for consumer and be basically a profitable business without investor money. Yeah, I, yeah, I think they're so far, far, far away from that. Too far away. Um, like, like the video, you know, the initial video they showed of yeah. like the first person shooter in the office kind of thing. Um, yeah. Given given the size of the screen, like you know, the, the screen size is actually really, really tiny. Uh, when you when you're looking through the magic leap, the, the screen size is super tiny. It's like a little box, right? Um, so delivering the promise of what that video was, um, like they're years away from that, right? And then on on top of it, I, I have no idea what it would take to make that tech cheap enough and small enough where it wouldn't be so bulky and, and cumbersome, right? Um, so yeah, like I think they're way, way, way way far off and that's kind of that's also kind of why you do the pivot now right you're like hey um we're really far from this um money's going to run out so let's uh kind of make a pivot and see if we can make a sustainable profitable business just focusing on the people that will pay thousands of dollars for the hardware yeah i mean this pivot definitely is admirable for any company that can see the dangers and and actually have a chance or give themselves a chance but this type of pivot kind of reminds me of like the GameStop type of pivot where <laughs> it's the last roll of the dice <laughs> before well, they completely yeah, yeah, are well, out of money. Yeah. Well, for sure, for sure, it's a it's a hail mary roll of the dice, right? Um, yeah. The one thing we're not talking about is how is how they did this during COVID, right? And kind of mentioned COVID as a reason why exactly. they're doing this. Um, and like, and that's that's yeah. To me, that seems kind of disingenuous. I'll, I'll say it a nicer way. It seems disingenuous, right? It seems, uh, yeah. it seems like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, to blame it, to blame it on COVID, yeah. why, why their product is uh, maybe, five years yeah, away maybe, from being, maybe, being into fruition. 
Yeah, maybe maybe it uh, it played a role in it, maybe. Um, but like I think it was like when when they announced it and they said, "Hey, we're shifting to um, enterprise," like yeah. like I was not shocked by such a, an announcement. Right? That that's just that just made sense. Yeah, even with the pivot to the enterprise space, and this is something that um, I feel uh, a very similar headset that was promised by Microsoft a few years ago, HoloLens, did. But they mm-hmm. saw kind of the path clearer and earlier, and they actually pivoted towards enterprise and have secured like a major uh, American military contract uh, since. And they're not as in the news as much for a consumer market, but they're definitely making money and profiting and are mm-hmm. probably leagues ahead magically. Uh, I don't know how much do you know about that uh, headset as much? No, as yeah. yeah, no, I've actually tried both. And yeah. I do think the Magic Leap, Magic Leap was better in my limited interactions. Um, you know, I had bigger, bigger aspect ratio, right? I don't even know what the current state of the HoloLens tech is these days. I haven't, just haven't looked at any new hardware or anything like that, if, they, if there is anything new. Um, but like everything about Magic Leap seemed, seemed better, um, better quality image and everything seemed better than, uh, than HoloLens. Like the, at least the last version of HoloLens that I tried. Yeah, but I'm pretty yeah. sure since, um, you know, Magic Leap doesn't, <laughs> make money anymore and hololens is getting military money <laughs> that they updated their yeah technology yeah. I'm, not sure. I'm, I'm not even sure if that's if that's if that's profitable but like i have no idea right so yeah. I, I can't comment but uh, but yeah yeah well you know imagine people be there too getting that military money eventually from somebody i'm pretty sure more, more, they're getting that COVID uh, SBA loan money, if anything. <laughs> but in terms of uh, actual money, I, I think they're far from it, man. A, a thousand people lay off, and even investors now are, I feel, are, are, are uh, a bit too naive to think that they're going to be turning this around anytime soon. They've lost, I think, people's faith uh, in its product. And... Um, I'm pretty sure the CEO are, is looking for a way out, if anything, and, and count. Yeah, like his wins. yeah, maybe. Yeah. yeah, maybe. If they're smart about it, I mean, maybe yeah. they're just going to talk to GameStop and work together somehow. <laughs> Figure <laughs> things out. It's just as ridiculous. But uh, good wins. Hopefully, <laughs> this is the last time we talk about them. I always track them because they've always been super hyped. Uh, but I, I never really... I've never tried the product, right? It sounds like you were impressed yeah. with it. But from what I've seen yeah. through the demo, it, it just seemed too far away for it to make an impact immediately. Uh, yeah. Which is... No, and I, and I think it's the same with all of this stuff, right? Like with the early VR stuff, the newer VR stuff is built on the learnings of that technology has improved. <laughs> there's HoloLens, there's Magic Leap, there's other spatial computing stuff like people like AR kit just on your iPhone. Um, there's, there's, there's things that Apple might be working on that, that people keep kind of hinting at. Right. Um, there's all sorts of stuff, right. That, um, that you're going to see down the line that's going to kind of try to improve on this tech. And, you know, sometimes you're the first part person there and you fail. And then other times you're the first person there and you succeed. Right. So it just depends on the time. Right. 
Um, I think it's the same thing with like, you know, Google Stadia, right? Stadia um, is on the line of working on tech that was developed before that really failed dramatically, like OnLive and Gaikai failed dramatically. And now everybody's back at it again, trying to uh, be successful with, with game streaming, right? And maybe everybody who's trying now will fail too, but then there might be somebody that comes after that and improves all the technology and learns the lessons, right? I think that's the main thing. It's about learning, you know, there's a lot of failures along the way to actually being successful. You know I mean? so. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think um, uh, through the rotting corpse of um, um, Magic Leap and Stadia, <laughs> that we're going to get something really good out of all this. We should have... You should have put on the agenda to talk about the Stadia Connect because there's a Stadia Connect. All right, guys, let's take a short break and have a word from our sponsors. This episode sponsored and brought to you by Core. Core is a new free game creation platform that lets you create, share, and play games using the power of Unreal Engine. With Core, no coding or art skills are required. You can get started making games right away using thousands of free, high-quality music, sound, and art assets. But if you like to get nerdy with, Core still lets you create your own game logic in Lua coding script and build your own levels and art with their easy-to-use tools. The best part is you don't need to worry about some of the hassle that normally goes into making games. Core takes care of the difficult stuff such as multiplayer networking. You can build games from scratch or remix and reimagine content shared by other creators. And you're ready to publish. Your game will go live instantly on the Core platform with the click of a button. You can go into the link description of this podcast and support it by clicking on the link and check out Core Games. Or go directly right now, go to coregames.com. And... Brace yourself for awesomeness. I am super impressed by this platform. Not only am I endorsing it right now, we are running a game jam with them for Game School Online. And you guys should definitely go check that out if you want to win some awesome prizes. I'm talking about some RTX 2070 NVIDIA cards for first place winners. This is something that you can team up with a partner and both win some rtx cards when we do have placements for first second and third where second and third you get some awesome amazon gift cards so all you need to do is go over to beta.gameschoolonline.com and click on the core 101 course yes i have made a course for you guys so that you don't have to learn core on your own so with this lovely voice i will guide you through four weeks of content we're talking about 72 video tutorials to help you learn core and participate in the retro game jam that we have going on right now super exciting super fun i will be there with you with your partner and we have our discord server up so you won't feel alone and believe me as long as you finish there's a good chance you will win one of the prizes the cool thing is, as I've mentioned before, no coding is necessary, no art creation outside of core is possible, right? Everything's going to be done within core. So the playing field is set equally, and all of it is just opportunity and hard work. So what else you're going to do for the next four weeks? This is all going to be happening all throughout May. We're quarantined. We might as well use that time efficiently and upgrade your graphics card and have fun with the community.
Again, all the links are in the description of this podcast episode for both what core is as well as where to sign up for the game jam. So go over there and check that out. Support the podcast, support yourself, help me, help me, help you. Now back to the episode. Today where they where they uh what? yeah you're, like you're, the whole, you're, is, you're is that a conference? Be... All right, we can talk about no. a bit. This this is all I, I knew know, about I Stadia. Know. Okay. Go yeah. You no, know, no, like you know like how they do it in the Nintendo Direct, right? So they oh, did like they a Stadia Direct. Stadia can right? oh, okay. yeah. I think it was called Stadia Direct or whatever. I can't remember the name. Uh, All right. Why, why don't you give a little summary of what you saw here and why I pulled something up? Because I, I, I completely yeah. under well, the radar for me today. Yeah. yeah, well, the main summary was they showed a bunch of indie games that are coming to Stadia. Um, they announced, uh, what did they announce? EA, um, um, the last Star Wars game, Fallen Order, mm-hmm. Jedi Fallen Order, whatever. Um, that is available. This will be available on Stadia now. Um and what else? PUBG. PUBG is going to be on Stadia. Um, those are those are like kind of the big the big takeaways. FIFA, FIFA, Madden are going to be on Stadia. Um, and they and then they showed off a bunch of indie indie stuff. Um, you know, more variety, kids, co op, multiplayer games. Um, so yeah, like like you know, they're 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 swinging for the fences, right? Um, I, oh, I can't. I think that's a. I think I'm being a little bit too strong. Uh, it's not exactly swinging for the fences because like a lot of those games, I'm kind of like. Uh, I don't know, um, but oh but uh, like I'm not too is... I'm not too excited I'm not too excited about a lot of these games, but but I think they're they're trying to beef up the the catalog right trying to beef up the catalog. This is where I feel it was a mistake. I mean, this guy's face right here. I think I've made fun of this guy enough. <laughs> I've seen this guy's face at every single console. Right, we're talking about initially Sony. He had a weird stint That's... at Microsoft, which was, <laughs> and now he's over. I'm at not Steam. gonna, <laughs> I'm not gonna hate on this guy. Like, like this, that's OG, OG shipping consoles over many, many years, right? So you know. But bro, um, there is about yeah. being the front man of a a competing product that just devalues the product, right? You can't be at Tesla yeah. and say. Tesla is the best car in the world, and then next week I see you over at BMW saying, "No, this is the best car in the world." It just be, it just leaves a bad taste yeah. in consumers. Hey, How can I trust sometimes, you? Sometimes things happen, man, and then you, you got to keep it moving, right? So. Yeah, well, that's why Nintendo <laughs> didn't have them because they understand yeah. good PR. <laughs> yeah. right, but like, so definitely, like is... giving giving away giving away two months two months of Stadia Pro. You know, so you could get a bunch of free games with Stadia Pro, and and then they made a bunch of announcements. You know, yeah, Doom Eternal, yeah, yeah, sure. Um, I got a yeah. taste of the two months Stadia. Right, it popped up in everyone's email. I think it was a smart marketing mm-hmm. decision for sure to at least have people yeah. try it. I logged on for about yeah. two minutes. I looked at their catalog, and then I immediately hey. unsubscribed. Yeah, yeah, dude, no. I, I said it already with Magic Leap. I'll say it again. Like you know, um, content sells, man, and and they have some stale content on there. They have stuff that like is old and people have already played, and like you're not going to get a whole lot of people attracted. Um, they are working on first party, brand new stuff, and when that stuff hits, like maybe it'll be successful, right? Uh, but right now, it's like it's a waste. It's a wasteland of old games that you've played already. 
you know exactly. and that's like that's what that's the number one thing but that's why they're doing this though to say hey we may have the old games that you've played already but if you haven't played these games yeah. um you know and you don't that's want to install them and you don't want to download them um you're you're all good you know octopath traveler is a pretty good game you know what i mean so why not play it and i think too like um their whole founders edition thing was kind of holding it back um, but now it's just you could play it in a web browser. Um, it's free to to try it out, right? So like, there's no harm in trying it out, right? Yeah, except you know, there's so many <laughs> games that you should be playing right now and not waste your time on yeah. this. Crap. Like I, I well, always. But no, but I'm also, I'm also saying it's probably not for us, right? It's not really for us, right? Like, but who like, is it for? It's for like... Yeah, who is well, that's, a good, right? that's a good question. That's a good question. You know, like I can't really say who. Maybe people that can't afford or don't want to buy a super expensive console. Uh, well, here you go. You could play. You could play on Stadia. You don't need to buy the console, right? Um, I just wonder yeah. what, like for me, like the proper rollout would have been kind of like a closed beta right just to get people testing until the first party content was ready to go right i don't understand why they had such a lackluster launch knowingly so and then have basically vacant months of not producing content for their uh you know yeah. damn their their number one fans well, right it's just underserving everybody yeah well, well they're two big they're two big games right where um were uh, Odyssey and uh, Destiny, right? Um, but if you're a hardcore player, you've already played these games, right? Um, but for folks that, like I said, they haven't, and you didn't buy a console, right? Like you can play on Stadia. Why not, right? Um, it's it's yeah. It's I don't understand it. I don't understand. I don't understand how it's going to be successful. But I think I think it has to be successful with. Um, this looks so much like Fortnite. But anyway, um, <laughs> but the, it can be successful, um, you know, with a really standout first party title that really leverages the cloud based machines, leverages YouTube, leverages all of the cool features and says, this is why you have Stadia, right? Right now, none of this is saying this is why you have Stadia. You could play this on a bunch of other systems, right? Yeah. And they're announcing some exclusive. They're announcing some exclusive games, right? That are going to be first, first on Stadia. So they're going to release first on Stadia, and then probably be everywhere else later. Um, so that's cool. They're trying to lock down some exclusives, right? But you know, it's their indie titles are like you know very fun games to play. You can play with your friends, play it on on the couch or whatever. But you know. Um, it isn't Destiny, right? Or isn't it isn't a game of the, the Destiny caliber, right? So. Yeah, it's definitely what sure. they can afford right now, for sure. <laughs> yeah, What's the, they're trying. They're, is, they're trying. They're they're going for get, it. So like, hey, yeah, I, I would yeah. say this, right? Um, in, in this time where you got Sony, Microsoft, and Nintendo, like this is, if anything, the best fourth console. Uh, that should be competing 
the only thing with this is kind of relevant to what we were talking about with how Magic Leap had this hype at the beginning, right? And that eventually died down. Mm-hmm. We're talking about three to five years before that first party game from the Assassin's Creed team uh, is producing. It's going to be out maybe, right? Maybe. Does this have enough legs until then? Uh, can they afford basically operating at a loss until then? Is Google cool with that? I think so. Well, is Google cool History with it? History shows. It's it, yeah, is Google <laughs> cool with it? It's the real question. Um, I know Google, Google can spend the money. Yeah. For sure. Yep. Um, but like, yeah, they have to be really devoted to this, right? And yeah, only time will tell with that, right? Um, I have yeah. no idea. None. What I'm seeing right now is just without sound and context, I am so bored. Yeah. <laughs> what is he doing? Well, this is a, yeah. I think this was like testimonial, testimonials from streamers and players saying how awesome it is. All right. Um, that's, that's what that it's is. Not. It clearly isn't. And you gotta get some <laughs> random ass gamers that isn't ready for camera time, right? <laughs> Interlace with boring <laughs> gameplay video. As if that was your cutaway <laughs> shot and your cutaway option. <laughs> all I'm saying, all I'm saying is, what I'm seeing here is I'm seeing a lot of irony, right? And um, a platform that you want to reach a bunch of different people. You have to bring the variety, right? You have to bring many different experiences, right? Same thing with the, like, you know, Xbox Game Pass, right? There's a lot of different experiences and different types and caliber and quality of games. You got to do that. You got to do that on, on these platforms, like, for real, for real, you know? Um, I think it's, it's at the end of this video where they show the, the PUBG stuff. Um, All right, let's go. Yeah. Let's go PUBG. So what's the big announcement with PUBG? It's free completely? This platform. Yeah, yeah, it's available now. It's available now. You can start playing, right? Because it's right, know, that's, a, that's a big deal. A lot of PUBG players out there. They're definitely getting a lot of mileage out of that game already. So the and you get can... and the thing is, it's it says free with Stadia Pro, and they're giving you two months of Stadia Pro, right? So you can okay. play it for free for two months, right? So hey, <laughs> yeah, man, <laughs> don't play all these other battle royales that are free. Play this one <laughs> on Google Stadia. PUBG's the it's the granddaddy, right? It's the... I guess I don't know, man. <laughs> when, whenever I look at this stuff, I'm just so. Yeah. I, I get it. I mean, it, it's good to have a fourth player in the foray of things. Google is a major player. Yeah. I just don't understand why they launched this way. They could have done closed beta. And we wouldn't be critiquing yeah. it as much. It would have been just fine. They would have had the same amount of paying customers, you know, the hardcores. And it would have been yeah. forgivable if they weren't updating every month yeah. on their stuff. I like, it's I very weird that they launch without a key first-party game. I don't know if they thought they needed to launch. Like, I'm wondering if they, they thought they just needed to launch before Xbox One, Series X, and PS5, right? Um, like they just need to get out there before the new console cycle sucked all the air out of the room. Right. Uh, I mean, I don't know, man. If they're Stadia, they're all about the <laughs> cloud. Like, who cares if it's console? But then that's the, thing the too, biggest like, thing that's that I less... yeah, yeah. No, go, go ahead. ahead. But um, I was just saying that's one of the biggest advantages is that it's in the cloud, right? Because then you can upgrade the hardware 
whenever you want yeah. and they can just get faster and better so why why try to be a ps5 when you're going to be a ps5.5 at, at any second right or any minute yeah. I, I don't understand that yeah. but the biggest the biggest draw for me when they showed that trailer was the youtube future the ability to kind of jump in like that's huge that's a huge future not only are they attacking twitch but like all the consoles at once they should have just worked mm-hmm. on that and have a division like game mm-hmm. ready and just launch with it they would have had a better success than what they are doing now it's but like you becoming a joke but you also no, but you also know that like it's hard to make those type of games like completely unique experience on some new experimental hardware um i'm sure like when when the when the kits were working a lot of those features weren't even working yet right those are promised features but that weren't quite working yet weren't quite ready for prime time were quite ready to scale out to all the players and so they're kind of doing a gradual release um i do think the barren wasteland that is the content offering is is pretty it's like bad it's really bad yeah. um but uh but yeah like I don't know how you launch it unless you were working on it, working on the games three years before the launch, right? You know what I mean? And we're brand new. Like when it comes to making video games, like Google's brand new. Google doesn't know how to do this. Exactly. Right? So um, so that's why it's taking longer. Yeah. I mean, the only lingering hope that I have is because they have a lot of your old coworkers over there, some key players. Um from the, they got the some, Microsoft yeah. They, they got some folks. They got, they some, got folks some folks working on that stuff. I mean, yeah, they can't just lay sure. all those people off at once. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be I would have put nothing past. I would have put nothing past. I would have put nothing past Google, but uh, but no, but like yeah, of, like I, yeah. I'm anxious to see what games come out. Like the 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 flagship first party games. Like what what actually comes out. I'm super hyped to see what happens. I am hard. right, and uh, you know, and, and small plug, small plug too. Like you know, you know, there's the Google, what is it, Stadia Makers Program with with Unity, of course. So so folks yeah. can make Stadia games with Unity, right? So yeah, uh-huh. you know, well, I hope you know how it is <laughs> to live off of. You can reach once you can once reach Stadia every shop. platform, right? <laughs> <laughs> Stadia closes shop also, before they can publish those games. Yeah. No, and I'm also curious to see what happens with like you know Project X Cloud for Microsoft and sure, and yeah. whatever Sony's whatever Sony's going to do around. This so, season. do you see that? You know, we won't spend too much on this topic, but do you see the X Cloud, what Sony is doing, threatening what Stadia is doing, like stealing their steam, or do you think they can still coexist because Stadia is so different? No, I think it it depends on the business model and it depends on the games right you you know um from day one when project x cloud is like out of beta or whatever and you have your xbox series x or whatever um those first party microsoft titles are going to be on that thing that's right you know you know your game pass you know your game pass you probably have game pass and pay an extra five dollars and then all of a sudden now you have all your game pass on x cloud like you know it's gonna be something like that and and if it's that's exactly what and if it's yeah. and if it's that it's it's gonna be a problem right like it's already a problem dude 
I've seen <laughs> xCloud, right? I've seen the games that yeah. they are beta testing right now. It's fucking yeah. way better than what... <laughs> because you're talking about the Xbox library, right? And Sony has the yeah. same ammunition. They have the Sony library. Yeah. Day one. I, that's hundreds content, of awesome games. Greatest content hits. Is king. Content is king. Always. Always. So, I don't see... Yeah. My own opinion is that I don't, I don't see how Stadia can can do anything i mean but flagship, fall back on youtube flagship, flagship first party games right but they're not gonna have hundreds or 50 <laughs> yeah they're not gonna have hundreds so I don't, but microsoft doesn't have hundreds either microsoft has a solid five right but uh right but, but sony five. bro sony bro. yeah sony, yeah, yeah. <laughs> every every yeah, 35 yeah. years stadia can have maybe 0.5 awesome game right <laughs> like how yeah, how are they yeah. gonna beat any of these systems in the long run it's impossible how does it gonna yeah. work but, but also like i said right um does it need to win right does it need like define define what is the success right like is it you know what i mean right like all it has i'll to define do is... i'll define google's success right? <laughs> google maps <laughs> <laughs> Google the search engine, right? These are wins, uh, <laughs> and that's it, dude. Okay. So, okay, that's, so Stadia, nothing else exists. For, for Stadia Everything to be successful, up. for Stadia to be successful, everybody in the world has to use it. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. That's why I'm so worried yeah, for your friends in yeah, their mansion right now, shaking in their boots <laughs> over yeah. at the Stadia camp. <laughs> <laughs> they know the outcome has to be better than just good. It has to be the best console ever, right? This is, like I said, this is like the first step, right? And so hopefully there's a plan, long-term vision. You know you know how it goes, man. You know how this works. I know how it goes. I just don't want to hear yeah. another thousand people lay off at Google because they, they didn't yeah. plan out PS5 and Xbox having... <laughs> a history of games that they can pull from that all they need to do is upload to a cloud server <laughs> and call it done like all it's the, it's, all, it's a yeah. funny thing to kind of fall into and not realize i'm saying i'm saying right now everybody seems to be not really doing great launches yeah. for new hardware right now yeah um, i know that's i know that's one of the topics you want to cover right like um, yeah well, I mean, let's just go ahead and talk about the next topic then um, as I kind of switch over and uh, talk about it. So, like, last time we talked about it was when I was kind of hyping up Half-Life Alex, and we were talking about, you know, how well, at least for me, Valve Index seems to be doing. And the funny thing you were saying is because they only have, like, 10 of these headsets that people <laughs> are selling at a 1000 apiece. But... Data is showing that they are doing really yeah. well, man. They're taking ten percent at least on the ah. Steam market. Ten percent, dude. Okay, We're talking hold about on. hundreds, a hundred thousand headsets. Hold on. No, hold on, back up, back up, back up. Right? Yeah, that's ten percent of the one point two nine percent of all users. Yeah. Right. So that's right. like a small number. All right. How many right. Steam in users the grand, in, the, in the grand scheme of things, right? 
Okay. Because they say the one point two nine, the one point two nine percent equates to about a million um, people. Yes, 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 yes. Right. I agree. And so ten percent, ten ten percent of that is is uh, yeah, hundred thousand. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I, I find that actually pretty hard to believe, actually. But okay, let's let's say that's true. Um, you're not believing you know, like, I still, I still I, yeah, I still think these numbers are. I still think these numbers are kind of. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I think um, maybe, and then also like PSVR. PSVR is is like more than a million, right? PSVR is like PSVR is in five million, five million to six million headsets out there. Yeah, and this is like this is like a thousand different headsets, and they 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 add up to about a million, right? Which is kind of like, come on, yeah. Yeah. Um, Well, to be fair, and also also, just the Steam library, yeah. No, and this is also like users that own a headset and not really take into account users that are actually actively using the headset, right? Um, which is another another, another part number. Of that yeah. Uh, from what I remember, at least when Half Life Alex came out, there was a good number of concurrent users initially, as you can imagine, a lot of hype around it, right? But right yeah. out of the gate, a thousand dollar headset. Uh, you know, we're talking about mere four months, right? We're talking about COVID having impact on everything. COVID is doing well for Steam and their Valve headset, a thousand dollar piece, a hundred thousand dollars in the bank, man. They'll take that. Uh, and they're not even a hardware company, right? But like, uh, if we look at all the and forget all the the shovelware headsets that no one cares about, you know, the top ones are the Oculus uh, and and Vive. And they're basically doing a third or a half amount of that in basically four months. I mean, that's pretty impressive. Two yeah, two hundred seventy thousand like, Oculus. It's definitely, a, it's definitely a big increase, right? Like if you look at how much has actually increased from whatever the last time, it's it's a big increase. Yeah. Um, and you know, and I recently purchased a Quest, so um, like I, I'm yeah. still kind of bullish on vr in a little bit of ways you know but you yeah, know what i then, you know why i bought the quest but you know why i bought the quest it was just to play yeah, yeah I know you buy that. <laughs> you're the only one at this point uh, <laughs> no one's I'm talking about beat saver anymore bro i'm definitely i'm definitely not the only one <laughs> okay because even no because no because even when i uh when i was playing uh, half-life alex you know like uh, the valve has the they have the the room that you're in and it has a leaderboard of the top most played games, right? As a leaderboard of the most played games, free ones and paid ones and all that for VR. And Beat Saber was number one on that list. Like it's just it's just a weird game. We, like we just have to we just have to acknowledge that. <laughs> Until they come out with Beat Saber too. Uh, <laughs> not much to say. What I will say is this, right? When in terms of like hardware is being taking taking a, a, some damage uh in the midst of this pandemic and at the same time we're hearing at least more and more interest in vr sets and vr software uh on top yeah. of the the impressive numbers i think it's pretty impressive um a lot of these companies now uh, i'm sure you you've read them are, are finally seeing a profit like actually functioning as a business now and not relying on investor money like a lot of these uh, Boneworks is one of them. Half Life Alex definitely made 
a good portion of money. Yeah. Uh, but being uh... profitable. Yeah, we have the Beat Sabers and, and whatever that was yeah. making loads of money. Sure. Okay, yeah. I'll give you that. No, but like, I but mean, like, we're, we're starting I mean, to hear a, like regular indie companies doing it too. No, there was a time when like the regular indie companies were struggling to make money because they yep. they couldn't find the player base or they couldn't they also couldn't get investment, couldn't get publisher backing, right? Um, yeah. I haven't heard anything around those lines changing that much. You know what I mean? Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I haven't, right? But uh, maybe I'm wrong. Um, but I just say, yeah, I haven't heard much changing around those lines in terms of like VR video games, right? Like it's kind of a barren wasteland like for VR video games right now. Like, you know what? Half-Life Alex, Bloodworks, Beat Saber, like, like what are the We're other definitely... ones that you always hear, hear about, right? Well, of course. I, I think it's um, it's doing better than Stadia at least, but... <laughs> <laughs> but like uh, like kind of boneworks is what uh, the game basically you know the it's an indie team and uh even even valve was impressed with them and and kind of changed their, their a lot of their game design of half-life alex to kind of push it a little further but this is a, a small indie company uh that really pushed design over everything else and just made it super accessible and they made three million dollars in revenue um across yeah. all platforms right uh, that's really good yeah that's pretty that's pretty that's pretty damn good yeah. right and of course the really receivers yeah. in there talking about it as well but these are this yeah. is very new to this space uh for vr you know we're, we're talking about super yeah, hot vr sorry, yeah, we're so talking so about different games i mean these are basically the games that make money in vr right there um yeah, yeah, yeah. Super, super hot, super hot, super hot is yeah. hot uh, Blade and Sorcery, yeah. I've heard of that. Skirum, Skirum, of course, those guys always make money off of their 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 takes. But this is this is very new. This is within, I think, the last end of last year and early this year, where we're starting to hear like a, a turn uh, for VR titles and it not being such a risk anymore. And a lot of that is attributed to a good amount of VR owners. Like if you combine. Oh. Check, all the hits sets. Check out that clarif- check out that clarification though. Three million revenue is a rough estimate. Based this is on without the refunds and that stuff. Right, right. Well, that's also it's without the, the the other like stores taking their cut. You know, like stuff, exactly. Right? Sure. Yeah. So they got a million dollars. <laughs> yeah. Something around that line, but for, this is a if you if this was put on a graph right i mean that that is a positive i'm going crazy here whoa oh. whoa it's so geez especially that software going uh. <laughs> the one man operation dude i have a whole team yeah. <laughs> but that i mean that is a pot like I, i'm i'm actually looking forward like this is this is very anti uh let's just say uh magic leap uh, where we're actually seeing a consumer market <laughs> embracing a technology. They're actually embracing it, right? Well, because uh, they can buy ago. it. Yeah. They can buy it, right? Like, even, even when, like, Oculus first came out, it was 800 bucks, and everybody's like, oh, 800 bucks, that's ridiculous, right? But people still bought that. You know, yeah. people are buying Valve Index at $1,000, you know what I mean? Um, but, yeah, yeah, people are, like, people are buying it. That's why, like, people buy it. There's a market for it. Games are going to be there, and, and so was uh, Magic Leap anywhere there. to buy? Was it? 
ever? No, you you could you could only get the developer kits for twenty five hundred. Twenty five about twenty five hundred, yeah. Wow. So they completely exactly, just exactly. nixed <laughs> anybody to make content for it, but also you know well they made it available chances for, for, for people. Yeah, they made it available, available for people to make content for people to make content for it, but uh, but like you had a job twenty five hundred dollars to make content for a platform that nobody's gonna buy. It's a very odd business um, plan. I don't know what they yeah, were thinking. <laughs> I mean, this is the number one problem with Silicon Valley companies nowadays. It's just the tech hype, uh, all that investor money, yeah. and just right right into the sunset. The, the patents, the patents are worth or worth something. You know what I mean? So. Are they? Well, it'll be interesting to see what they turn out of it. All right. So let, let me kind of talk about the the next uh, topic here. Um, this is actually pretty interesting. Um, so I'll switch here and look at the PS5. So the PS5 is kind of ramping up to something. A lot of people are speculating and, and talking about this. Uh, they're showing little hints. And, of course, because of COVID, a, a lot of these events that have been planned are kind of taking a a uh, divergence, and uh, you're slowly seeing pieces of information, right? And what we questioned actually a month ago, what I questioned was, are they really going to still go on with it with the launch plans in the winter? Are, are people going to even have money with a 20% unemployment rate in the country? Uh, so some news I've seen is that, yeah, of course, uh, a lot of their products uh are are not being produced uh because you know a lot of it's being done in china and so they're not going to have as many devices out uh at the same time uh they're very slow in revealing anything yeah so what have you been hearing through the grapevine man is it because they don't have money or what what's going on over here dude no that's i've heard the same same thing that you've heard is like, yeah, you know, factory closures in China during uh, COVID and the big shutdown has impacted production. That's all I've heard. Like, that's it. Um, like, for me, I don't care. Like, I don't care about that stuff. I don't care about if it's going to launch and Christmas or not. I'm pretty sure it will. Right? Like, you know, it'll just be business as usual. Right? Maybe you, you won't be able to find one as easy as say an Xbox Series X, maybe, who knows? Um, but at the end of the day, what I really want is I want to see the games, right? I, I said it before for every, like for Magic Leap and for Stadia, right? Like content content rules, right? And so it really matters what are the launch titles, what do they look like, and why, why am I buying yet another console? Mm-hmm. I think with Sony and Nintendo, it's always a safe bet. Uh, they always produce hits from their first-party studios. Microsoft, I think, is starting to understand that, and maybe their second uh, second round of releases with the new studios they've been snatching up, it will finally hit a stride. But Sony and Nintendo are very reliable when they talk about their first-party games. It, it just always becomes classics, yeah. instant classics, right? So yeah. I, I too I'm am very excited I'm, to kind of see. I'm not even talking like even first party. Like I don't. I'm not too sure. 
like what first party things you say yeah maybe something from gorilla on decimal engine right maybe yeah right but um but i i really just want to see like some just some good games that really show this is why that hard drive is important this is why you need this extra power and like this is why you need to buy this box because this game's amazing and you can't get this anywhere else yeah. right yeah. like that's that's what i want to see right um, and that's something that I, I have not seen as yet, even with Xbox Series X. Like, you know, when they made the big splash, they showed Gears. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, yeah, cool. <laughs> right? So, uh, they should have like, killed you know, Gears. I didn't see that. <laughs> yeah, I didn't, I didn't After see three, they should have killed Gears. You know? It's very surprising that they snatched up that IP. And Epic definitely walked away super happy about that. They're like, oh, yeah, please. No, I'm not going to hate on Gears of War because it's a huge ass franchise that a lot of people love, right? But um, it's not my cup of tea, but I know a lot. I know a Dude. lot of people like it, right? Hey, man, I, I love a Gears lot 1. of people like that game. No, Gears dude, one, Gears two, Gears, Gears three. I was on board, dude. You know, no, no, dude. The Gears, the Gears, do the Gears, the Gears fandom don't care, man. There's there's some hardcore Gears fans out there. So. All right. I guess um, I'm the dinosaur then. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I like Horizon Zero Dawn uh, and other awesome games, right? Yeah. Just never. Every time I see the new trailers from Gears, I just like, what is new? I can't. I'm like, I'm really looking at what. I mean, is that his son? <laughs> is that the oldest newest? It's, it's Gears of War, dude. It, it don't matter. It don't matter. It's Gears of War. I got a chainsaw on my gun. Like I'm good. Like whatever. It does. That's that's, that's oh, you know. Man. God of War <laughs> 4, right, showed that you can't yeah. just just can't put a number behind it and people are going to buy it, man. That's a freaking yeah. game design with thematic values and story elements and twists and turns and epic moments that they repackaged and Ascension looked just as good or better than all the other ones and it didn't work because there was fatigue. Somehow Gears didn't get the message. <laughs> <laughs> and didn't do what the next God of War did, which completely reimagined yeah. it, right? If you reimagine it, I'm cool with it. I mean, that's why Final Fantasy yeah. can keep going. Yeah. It's kind of like what Bioshock is doing, right? They they can do whatever yeah. now at that point. These franchises yeah. have to understand that. And no, like I, I I admire I admire that Gears of War. Sorry, God of War did that. Yeah. Did that switch? And I think the game is great, and I played it, and it's one of my favorite. Like, it's a good, good game. Um, I'm a, I'm. It's not a gear. It's not a God of War game, though, right? Yeah. Like, it's not a God of War game. It's, it's a new game with Kratos in it. You know what I mean? That's kind of how I'm I feel about it. You, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, like, yeah. I wish you it was just got to like change the up. gun with the chainsaw to something else. I mean, that's action, a bold action move. game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's an action game. Well, the last thing I want to talk about because we are hitting that hour mark and we covered a lot, and there's two topics that we can talk about, but I, I feel like we need to kind of give some lip service to Valorant. That seems to be what the dominant thing was the last month. I was going to talk about Red Dead a bit or the Rockstar guys, but there's not too much info on GTA 6, so maybe next time. So Valorant, uh, the past month, has been enjoying a lot of up, uh, uptick uh, with Twitch fees because they tied the whole marketing behind uh, 
watching Twitch, watching people play the game to get beta keys, right? And so there was a huge amount of people, uh, interest um, that kind of flooded the Twitch channels. I kind of want to ask you, like, we all know that streaming is a, a strategy that every game needs to consider as part of the game design, right? You have to be at the drawing table and consider streaming or viewability as entertainment along with the gameplay itself. Like, if you're not doing that, you might as well just call it a day and go home and, and quit the industry, right? <laughs> but <laughs> what we're seeing, there's been a lot of talk about because of the interest of going to Twitch, there's all these fake channels being set up that are saying they're live, but they're not. And a lot of uh, pro streamers are generally saying that it's boring to watch and that all this interest is kind of fake and that it will fade and be a fad. People who are liking it are liking it because, uh, you know, it has a lot of cool Counter-Strike values that have been tried for the through the test of time, right? 20 years is nothing to kind of scoff at. I actually think it was really smart for them to kind of innovate off of Counter-Strike and, and kind of add their own flavor. I think it's, it's very smart. It's very clever. It's really safe. And um, I kind of want to know your thoughts. Did you get a chance to, to play it? Have you talked to people around? Is it something that you seem pretty interested in? Nope. Nope. <laughs> nope to all... Nope. Nope to every one of those questions. Like, I, I, yeah, I know it exists, and I know um, the streamers are playing, and I know like I've seen so, some friends of mine are also playing and, and streaming. Yeah. Um, and I'm just like, I look at it, and I'm like, nope, not another one of these. I'm good. Um, Have but, you ever uh, <laughs> been into Counter-Strike before? Were you a Counter-Strike I, I played, back in the day, I played some Counter-Strike with, with folks I worked with um, back in the day. Um, I didn't play a lot of Counter-Strike. I played way more, you know, Call of Duty, Modern Warfare, and, okay. and Battlefields than I've ever played Counter-Strike. Um, but yeah, yeah, like I, I played Counter-Strike. I, I know, I know, I've had some tense and fun moments playing Counter-Strike for sure. Um, but I'm just not into it that much. And and Valorant, like it looks like Overwatch mixed with Counter-Strike, Team Fortress. Yeah. Like, yo, know, there's so many of these games that have been made, right? Um, yeah. And so many have come and gone and failed. Um, I don't think the only the only thing I think this episode that makes Valorant um, not something that will come and go is it's made by Riot, right? Um, and when it comes to streaming and and um, esports, um, they know what's up. They know they know how to do that, right? You know what yeah. I mean? So like yeah. maybe it'll, it'll have a permanent slice of the market where where it sits, right? Um, but in terms of my my interests or engagement whatsoever, it's literally at zero. Like I do not care at all. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like at all. I heard it was in beta. I heard you had to get keys and deal certain. I'm like, nah, I don't care. It's... I don't want to go through all that. I'll try it <laughs> if it shows yeah, up yeah. on my tab. Yeah, yeah I'm very uh... because Overwatch was like it, the biggest thing when it came out, and for for a while it, it kind of kind of stayed but i don't mm -hmm. really hear too much overwatch lately it's always been fortnite apex yeah. now call yeah. of duty warzone like is this just one of those yeah. games that just don't have that last power i mean what 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 is the difference well, um i would feel i would i would 
I wouldn't say lasting power, right? Because there is an Overwatch like esports league where people sure. are making like money, money playing over. You know, there's there's NFL owners own Overwatch teams, right? So I'm, I'm pretty sure like, but that's They're a okay. huge, yeah, yeah, that's a huge accomplishment, right? So, yeah. uh, but uh, but yeah, like, but yeah, definitely like when people sit down to play one of these games, right? Um, Overwatch seems to be fading from that discussion, right? Yeah. Um, and it's all about, yeah, Apex. I hear a whole lot about Apex and Fortnite more than I hear about anything else, right? So. Yeah, just not. <laughs> like, I come from this space, right? You know, shooters are my thing, right? And I've just been so disinterested with shooters lately because of the Battle Royale phase. Um, I might be alone in this. I just don't like Battle Royale. I, I Even with Modern Warfare Warzone, that's my game, right? I'm going in there. It, it, it's the, the loop. I, I'm just not interested. It's like I'm looting and waiting. And then I'm looting some more. And then I get shot. Yeah. And even yeah, if I have a good streak that... and I, I win a couple times, it, it just doesn't matter. There's no thrill in it for me. Yeah, that's that's my problem with Battle Royale, too. Um, but uh, I would say Apex, though, felt different enough where it felt fresh when I, when I played Apex. Um, but, yeah, like... Yeah, generally I'm not down with the whole battle royale thing at all. And and these days, especially now, like I don't have the time to invest to get good at these games. So I'm just like I'm just gonna be on some team with a bunch of people that are super serious about it, and I'm gonna be like a scrub, and it's just gonna be a horrible experience for everybody. So like I might as well just not play. We can scrub together, dude. <laughs> like we are definitely having a lot more time to play games i mean i'm using this time to kind of catch up on these single player games that i've never touched like i'm playing through last of us <laughs> i haven't no, played just... that game <laughs> yeah that's how far back yeah, i yeah. am uh so I'm, I'm like whatever time i do have i'm playing that with half-life alex you know i'm, I'm yeah. kind of spending my time between the two but like I, i've been kind of moving away from the multiplayer because it's been so uh polluted <laughs> <laughs> With yeah. battle royale it's too dude, much I'm, like how many battle royales do you yeah. need yeah yeah dude i'm going back i'm going back to my uh my nerd my nerd games you know i'm playing like anno anno 1800 yeah. um chimera i'm playing some chimera squad just came out right yeah uh xcom chimera squad um, yeah that's gears, what i'm finding myself tactics. exactly yeah gears tactics just came out so i'm gonna play that um like you know so yeah, I'm, just, I'm, I'm going back We'll go back to the nerd strategy, just me and the computer playing these games. You know, that's, that's what that's what I'm doing right now. Like I, I'm not I think I'm I think I'm full up with shooters and like I don't need to, to play any more of those games like at all. It's it's yeah. definitely I, I feel like that that definitely is a is a is a trend at least with game developers. Not only for catching up on games, it's just like I wanna walk away uh from entertainment uh, experience with bettering myself in some way right like creatively yeah. I'm, I'm getting something from the single player strategy games that i am improving myself on these shooters yeah i mean you get better in shooting but you're walking away just being rapid rapid shooters that are really good at aiming right but you're not walking away and being thematically you know intrigued and interested in and creatively going back to your table and bringing that experience into your art or, or whatever that you're doing right yeah. i mean i can get really it's good a, at 
Warzone, but it doesn't do anything. Yeah. Well, it's a different, it's a different experience, right? Like those games is about um, creating your new, your own story and your own experience with the people you're playing with. Sure. And you know, the other, other games are like a crafted story that somebody's telling you, right? Or somebody yeah. wants you to experience. And it's up to you to decide which one you want, right? But uh, but definitely, it's just yeah, just some shooter fatigue and battle royale fatigue for sure. It's a bit much, but it doesn't seem we're, we seem like the old people here. Everyone seems to be loving this. It's the fad, fade, fad, right? People are people are telling us, man, we're old, dude. We're going back. I'm playing Last of Us in freaking 2020 for for God's sake. <laughs> maybe maybe people are preparing themselves for the number two that's coming out. But it's a good game, man. Last of Us is pretty good. Try it that's out. That's <laughs> a good game. There's, there's no, no yeah, doubt. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah. Yeah. I miss it. Well, anyways, uh, <laughs> that, that concludes <laughs> this this month's uh, roundtable news. And uh, it's a bit lonely, but it's never yeah. lonely with you, Ray. I want to thank you for coming wow. on and sharing your thoughts. Uh, maybe a lot of these topics are tying in together, but we're, we're definitely not. Uh, they're not lasting as long as before. I mean, GameStop was a hot topic, but I mean, they're out. <laughs> Magic Leap is seeing their way out. I'm, I'm pretty sure Stadia is next, dude. <laughs> to be honest, uh, what are you talking about? I don't nah, see how they can I, survive this. I, I I see I see them I see them sticking around. We'll see how it goes. But, uh, I'd be very surprised. I see it. Talk about <laughs> all the Google products, right? I have the Pixel phone, oh, wow. and I was shaking and worried about it disappearing because yeah. I, I my phone before you remember my phone was a micro uh microsoft phone oh, <laughs> that really? ronaldo like told that. me to get right right so i saw <laughs> that die in my hands <laughs> he was hyping that it was up he's like yeah microsoft, dude, Mike, where's microsoft is gonna go like, that's that's, right, this, that's your first that's your first mistake that was your first mistake listening to ronaldo but yeah and then i moved to google <laughs> That is known for shutting shit down the day after or yeah. the day before they announce it, right? I think Pixel Pixel Phone is a safe bet to invest. It's a safe bet now. Yeah, man. Yeah. Google Maps, Google Search Engine, Google Pixel. <laughs> That's all the products that they have. Nothing else. Google exists. Drive, man. Google, Google Drive, Drive Gmail, share. Fine, fine, fine. But Google these Drive are like so for everyone that's <laughs> around a thousand more I can name. That are lost. And I'm photos. sorry, man. Google Photos. Is right. Yeah. There's a reason why they named their system Stadia. I mean, it was just in good hopes that it would stay. <laughs> terrible. Oh, man. Be, be right with you. See you later. All right. So that ends today's uh, podcast. I want to thank yeah. you, right, Ray. And of course, at all times, you can. Uh, tweet at him for any of his opinion at uh how do you pronounce it again i always say it wrong i i all of a sudden forgot my twitter handle after you said at water (laughs) i never say it right w-a-d-a-r-a-s-s all right we'll see it in the uh show notes maybe i'll flash it here in the post-production for all you to find (laughs) tweet it tweet at him man with your opinions it's always fine All right, guys, that's it. And that ends today's podcast. Have a good night.
Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you are liking the podcast, go to the Apple iTunes store and give Game Dev Unchained a five-star rating. This will help spread the joy and love and exposure for the podcast, and we thank you very much. If you want to continue the conversation, go to our Discord, which can be found on our website, www.gamedevunchained.com. You can also follow me on Twitter at BlueChamps, B-L-U-C-H-A-M-P-S. You want to catch these episodes live every Tuesdays and Thursdays, go to twitch.tv forward slash blue underscore champs. Email me any of your concerns or questions that you want me to read aloud at the beginning of each episode at info at gamedevunchained.com. And if you want to further support us and help unlock the next feature, which is the voicemail feature, go to patreon.com forward slash blue champs this gives listeners a chance to kind of call in leave a message for both me and the guests to answer your deepest darkest questions and comment on your deepest darkest secrets thank you everybody